Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm going to show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. You're listening to the Medical School HQ podcast online at medicalschoolhq.net, session number three. Hello, and welcome back to the Medical School HQ Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gray. I am uh, newly back from Las Vegas after just running in the rock and roll Las Vegas half marathon. Completed it with my wife. We were running for good cause. We were running for Team Challenge, which is part of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Uh, Had a blast. Finished the race. First half marathon. I hope you've enjoyed our first two podcasts. If you haven't listened to those two yet... uh, I would hope you go back and subscribe to those in iTunes and and take a listen to what we offered the first two sessions. The first session was just an informational podcast about who we are and what I'm going to bring you, hopefully, in the podcast and the website, medicalschoolhq.net. And the second podcast was all about the MCAT. Today's podcast, I want to talk to you about choosing your undergraduate school and picking a major. Those uh, seem to be very common questions that got brought up to myself uh, when when high school students um, or even undergraduate students asked me about the best ways to get into medical school and then obviously hanging around the forums and seeing what everybody talks about and, and questions that are asked. Those are very common questions. So I want to uh, jump on those and, and hopefully answer some questions for you uh, in this podcast today. So, choosing an undergraduate school is not as hard as you think it might be. The question always comes up, and it's it's highly searched if you look at Google, uh, which I do. I, I look at how many people search for Google results and and what you'll find if you search for best undergraduate schools for medical school you'll find almost 5 million results in Google 5 million pages trying to tell you what the best school is to get you into medical school and somehow medicalschoolhq.net is number 2 on that uh I just randomly searched for that topic I didn't know we were that high but if you 
look at what I've written about choosing the best undergraduate school, I don't give you a top 10 list. I don't, I don't tell you that if you want to go to Harvard Medical School, you should go to Harvard undergrad. But these are the things that I will tell you about choosing an undergraduate school. The first thing is location. Just like real estate and choosing the best place to live and the best property to own, location, location, location. This is the first time you're venturing, most likely venturing away from family, venturing away from all your high school friends, and you're going to be by yourself um, for a while until you meet friends and, and start getting into your programs and, and meeting everybody. So that's something to consider, location. Where do you want to go to school? Do you want to go somewhere close to your family? Are you a, a homebody? Do you want to live at home when you're in school? Part of living at home during school would be uh, obviously saving money, so it'd be uh, financially smart if you were able to go to school and stay at home. Some people use the undergraduate years to get uh, as far away from their family as possible. Uh, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but some people do that, and uh, some people need that. So the first thing to consider, location. Where is it in relation to your family? Close to family, far away from family. Close to friends, far away from friends. Uh, Is your best friend going to the college right across town, and you'll be close to him or her, and and you'll be able to hang out whenever you want? Um, Obviously, in between all the studying that you have to be doing, but uh, will you be able to hang out with the friends that you want to hang out with? Uh, So that's the first thing to consider. Second thing to consider also has to do with location is going to be weather. Are you from California, from L.A. like I am, where you're used to 70-degree days all year long um, in the winter and then 80s and low 90s in the summer, uh, perfect weather, hardly rains, and uh, your dream college is Harvard, let's say, in Boston, where I am now, and it's miserable here during the winter. It's bone-chilling cold, and you oftentimes just want to shoot yourself because it's miserable and you want to get away. It's it's not a fun place to be. Um, I, I don't like Boston, but that's a different story. Anyway, so that's that's another thing to consider. Have you seen snow? Have you been in snow? Do you like the cold? Do you even own a winter jacket? Or are you thinking about Florida where it's, 140 billion percent humidity during the summer and you can barely go outside without getting drenched in sweat uh, again something to consider what about uh, logistics if you go to a small school kind of out in the middle of nowhere what's it like when you have to travel for the holidays or your family wants to come see you is there an airport nearby, uh, um, train station, some kind of public transportation for people to come in and see you? The, the logistics of travel uh, are very important as well and just something else to think about. The next thing to think about 
is cost. Obviously, school costs money. Part of the big uproar this past year, and this is December 2012 that I'm recording this, but this whole past year, uh, and even a little more, is Occupy Wall Street. And a big concern is the cost of educational debt. I, for one, don't really agree with the argument that the government should help out with educational debt because there are choices that you make when you choose your undergraduate school about how much debt you're willing to take on. Number one, are you choosing a private school where tuition can be sky high and sometimes more than medical school? Uh, Or are you choosing a state school with a very reasonable tuition which shouldn't hold you back uh, with student debt for too long. The other thing when you think about cost is uh, scholarship money. And can you do your best to find scholarships that match up with your needs uh, or your skills or your heritage? There are uh, a million and one different scholarship sources out there to help defer some of the cost of of going to school. Uh, I, for one, went to the University of Florida, which is a state school, obviously, in Florida. And in Florida, the money that is um, brought in from the lottery helps go towards education. And that education money includes what they call the Bright Future Scholarship. And so... For me, going to a state school, I went for free. If you meet certain criteria, if you have a certain GPA, certain SAT scores, and have some other qualities like volunteering and some other things, then you get 100% of your tuition paid for and money for, for books. So there's money out there to be had. The, the best resources would be uh the school that you're interested in going to, go to their finance office uh, webpage or call them and, and ask them what scholarships specifically they have to offer to their students. The other uh, more reputable place to go would be the Department of Labor Scholarship Search, and I'll put those. Uh, I'll put that link in the show notes, and you can for for all of our podcasts, you can go to medicalschoolhq.net session three or session two, whatever session you're listening to. So today's show notes will be under medicalschoolhq.net slash session three, and I'll have a link to the Department of Labor Department of Labor's scholarship search there. So there's money to be had. Go find it. Do the work. It'll take a little bit of time up front on your end, but the money on the back end is well worth it. Um... One of the biggest things that I'll tell you should that should be a consideration when you're going to an undergraduate school is whether or not there's a medical school nearby or affiliated with that undergraduate school. As I've written about many times in the past, and I'm sure I'll talk about it a lot, the, the old adage, it's not what you know, it's who you know, plays a big role in applying to medical school. And it's, 
it's obviously not just who you know, but building relationships is a huge part of getting into medical school, getting into a specific residency, getting into a fellowship, and then obviously getting a job. If the undergraduate school that you're interested in going to has a medical school attached to it, that's less work for you to do to get in front of the admission committee members or in front of the dean of that medical school. You can stroll in one day or send an email or whatever and say, hey, I'm a, a freshman, I'm a, a sophomore at, at the college right next door. I'd love to come talk to you about what I should be doing to get into your school. I'd love to go there. It is XYZ perfect for me. And um, I would love to sit down and meet with you. When can we do that? Having a school right next to you where you, you don't have to go anywhere to get in front of somebody is tremendous and obviously allows you to have continued exposure to those people. You sit down for one meeting and say, hey, I've been struggling my freshman year. What do I need to do my sophomore and junior year to help pick up my grades? What are you looking for? And get that advice, get that feedback, let them get to know you, put a face to the name so that you can go back in six months or a year and go, hey, I'm back. These were the struggles that I had. I talked to you. You told me what to do, what to, what to do to help my application. Here's where I'm at. I've followed all your advice. My grades have gone up. My MCAT score is awesome. And I'm planning on submitting my application here in a couple months. I would love it to, to be able to sit down and, and interview here. And you wouldn't believe how far that goes. Having a name, having a face to the name when those applications come through is tremendous. So having that medical school there is amazing. And then also, if you're thinking about a specific residency, a specific specialty, does the medical school that's attached there, is there obviously a medical center attached, and does it offer that residency there? And that's that's getting out a little bit further than maybe you need to think right now, but that's just something else to think about. Uh, obviously, if you're able to hang around the physicians that you need to hang around with, shadowing the orthopedic surgeon or the dermatologist that you want to be involved with in a couple of years during residency, then having that exposure as an undergraduate is, is priceless. So some things to think about, but you might ask, does it matter where I go to undergrad? Are medical schools judging me based on the name of the college that I went to? And the answer is no. It doesn't matter. When you arrive at medical school your first week and you learn where everybody's from, you learn that there there is no one school that everybody comes from. Everybody comes from big schools, small schools, no-name schools, big-name schools, 
highly competitive schools. And in the end, everybody ends up at the same spot. Everybody, no matter where they went to undergrad, they all worked hard. They all got good grades. They all got good MCAT scores, good letters of recommendation and other extracurricular activities and experiences. And they all got into medical school. It it doesn't matter where you get your college degree, period. End of story. The next topic I want to cover is choosing a major. Obviously, the next step after picking a school and starting school is is picking a major and what you'll be studying for several years of your life before medical school. A lot of people ask what what a pre-med major is. And for the most part, there are very few true pre-med major programs out there. There, there are some. Uh, you'll see a lot on the internet. People will say there's no such thing as a pre-med major. And that's not true because there, there are pre-med major programs. But for the most part, they're few and far between. And the truth is that you can major in anything that you want to do as long as you get the prerequisites accomplished. You can major in English, dance, music, anything, as long as you get your prereqs done. When I was an undergrad and when I was deciding on what major I wanted, I chose exercise physiology partly because that its prerequisites were very similar to medical school prerequisites, and we'll get into that in in a minute. But it was partly because it wasn't chemistry and it wasn't biology, stuff that I had no interest in as a major and studying the extra chemistry classes or the extra biology classes that you would need or that I would need to get a biology or chemistry major. So that, that that's the decision that you need to decide is what are you passionate about? What interests you? Are you willing to be a biology major and take the extra biology classes that might not have anything to do with the human body and uh, study those and be interested in that and do well in those courses to boost your overall GPA? Or will you scratch your eyeballs out and get bored of studying and want to go out and party all the time and your GPA drops and your chance of medical school, your chance of getting into medical school drops as well? That That's the decision that you have to make. So if you're passionate about music, then major in music. Just make sure that you have enough time to do your requirements for medical school and those those are we'll get into those right now the requirements uh, for medical school are pretty basic pretty generic for all medical schools each medical school might have some nuances so if you're interested in a specific medical school I urge you to go to their webpage and they will list the requirements that they have for courses but in general the requirements are a year of physics, a year of general chemistry, a year of organic chemistry, 
a year of biology. Uh, and that's it, really. Uh, DO schools, the osteopathic schools, a lot of them require English. And then for the new MCAT that, that's uh, coming out, the 2015 MCAT, the recommendation is for a semester of psychology and a semester of sociology because those are topics that will be covered um, on the MCAT as, as well as biochemistry. That'll be covered on the MCAT as well. But one thing to remember is you're going to be asked why you chose your major. And if you choose underwater basket weaving because it's the easiest major in the world and you're going to have a lot of extra time to complete complete your prereqs with no stress in your life, you're going, to ha- uh, you're going to have a hard time answering the questions during a medical school interview about why you chose that major and why maybe your undergraduate uh, career was a little less stressful, a little less rigorous than somebody else that might have the same GPA, the same MCAT score as you who majored in something a little more rigorous. So be prepared to have an answer about why you chose music, about why you chose dance or English, what, whatever major you choose, be prepared to explain why you chose that if it's a little bit different than normal. And like I said, it's okay to be different, but just be prepared to answer why. And the same thing goes, as, as we talked about with picking an undergraduate school, it doesn't matter what major you choose. The, the medical school doesn't look specifically for a biochemistry major, a chemistry major, a biology major. They're looking for a well-rounded applicant that has a good GPA, solid MCAT scores, good extracurricular activities. They're not specifically looking for a major. And when you actually look at the data that shows what majors medical school matriculants are graduating with, you'll see that only 63% of people that get into medical school and go to medical school, only 63% of those graduate with a biological or physical sciences degree. The next highest one is 11% in social sciences. And then there's a, a broad range of other ones, including math and statistics, humanities, and uh, a general uh, other category. And I'll have a link to that data from the AAMC as well in the show notes. Again, show notes you can find at medicalschoolhq.net slash session three. So that's enough information for today. I want to end with another blog spotlight. Today's spotlight is going to be a blogger who is uh, in medical school now. She's a fourth-year medical student, has been blogging since April of 2011 that I can see on her blog. Uh, her name is Allison Greco. Her blog is md2bgrecoa3.com. Again, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, she's a fourth-year medical student, as I said, currently blogging about what it's like to go through the residency application process and what it's like to go out on residency interviews and so she she has a lot of uh, great information out there great writer so go check out her blog you can get some great information 
I hope you got some good information out of today's show. Remember, if you want to stay up to date with our new podcast, subscribe to us in iTunes. I'll put a link to subscribe in the show notes. And if you like what we have to say, go ahead and uh, give us a rating on iTunes. We'd love some good five-star ratings. If you don't think we're a five-star, give us whatever you think uh, we deserve. Uh, and we'd love to hear some feedback to continually improve to give you information that is worthwhile. I can't wait to bring you another episode really soon. Until then, remember to enjoy your pre-med journey. See you next time.